Welcome to Oops All Apocalypses, a show where we explore the collapse of society by playing fun tabletop role-playing games. I'm your host, Stu Masterson, and I'm joined by two animatronic rodents. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I, I'm uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Um, I'm an animatronic rodent. I'm not going to do a voice. <laughs> You're a coward. I can't do it. <laughs> Jacob, you, oh. you can go. I don't think oh, I'm. Shit. I don't think I'm gonna offer anything say, else. I was but... say, you're not gonna say you're okay. All right. I guess I'm Brady, and I play book. There. There you go. That's perfect. And I'm Jacob. I play Ocean. Wow. A gentle nice. giant. Fuck yeah. Who may be using computers in past life? Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going. You're almost there. Good. <laughs> When I asked if you guys were ready, <laughs> this is what I meant. Not if you were physically present. <laughs> no. I was thinking about it, but then I was like, yeah, I'm ready. And I was like, I was gonna, I was just going to say something about how he was maybe good at computers in his past life. I'm set. And then we started recording and my brain was like. I think it was that I went all squeaky and then you had my three minutes. My brain could not comprehend we have two fun games, and I forgot what the second one is, but we have two fun games we're going to play in this intro. Oh. The first one, I've warned my co-hosts about, and they've already submitted their official responses before we started recording. But there was a fun little editing trick in the last two episodes. If you guys had listened to our intros or outros, you know that the audio was all done fucked up. Uh, and there were two little editing tricks that are consistent between those episodes, and I've put it on my hosts to try to guess what... The fun fact is related to the last two episodes. Could you guys repeat your submissions now or come up with them on the spot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jacob, I'm going to give you a minute to think about yours because I don't think you actually put any in the chat. Oh, I didn't post um, any chat, but I, sus- I suspect it has something to do with the panning in the ears. Because you're hmm. talking about how you pan the ears to make it seem like Brady's on the right and I'm on the left to trick the people other way, into thinking. Yes. Oh, yeah, other way around. But to trick people into thinking that we're like sitting next to each other, which we are, uh, by the way, we are definitely sitting next to each other as we record. Um, we're actually holding hands. Yeah. It's yeah. very sweet. I can't DM if both my hands aren't being held. <laughs> it's very sweet. That's why I like this system because I don't have to roll dice. <laughs> when I D and D, I'm using my mouth a lot. <laughs> but uh, my theory is that you hid some editing cuts by panning us in ways that you did not previously do. Interesting guess. The winner gets a $50 Chuck E. Cheese token redemption policy, by the way. So that's your official submission. Brady. All right. So I put I put two in the chat over, over last week. Well, I mean, <laughs> you didn't stipulate how many guesses we could submit. Uh, my first guess was just that. Uh, the the neat trick was that you were on your laptop and not your your desktop, which, which made everything worse. <laughs> um, and then the second one that was serious was that I felt that you used uh, tippy tapping music to hide the tippy tap of Jacob's dog, which was such a damn good guess that I was like, damn, that's probably right. <laughs> Okay, I will say I did choose to use music at the end of last episode because or two episodes ago because there was a ton of dog clicky clackies. <laughs> But none of you got the correct answer, which is I completely re-recorded all my audio for the last two episodes. Oh, I actually Oh my did. god. I suspected that actually. <laughs> I genuinely I was listening to one of the episodes and I was like, I don't remember Stu sounding like this. I sw- no way. So all of those laughs were fake. Not a single true laugh. Oh my god. 
I mean, I so so I mean, you did use mu- music in both of those episodes. I just wanna, I just wanna have that. Man, you're so wrong. You don't, you that's don't fine. Wait, so, so dude, did you do like word for word, or did you like change up what you said to make yourself sound smarter and funnier? Uh, no, word for word, almost entirely. Okay, like I would, a- I intentionally would just like listen to it and then try to repeat it though. So like mm-hmm. I left in all my like mistakes and stuttering and things. I didn't, I did not clean it up Man, at all. I guess that's it was how you hate adding, it so well. Because <laughs> I was I'm already gonna... adding two hours of editing to my job, so I wasn't going to spend more. Did you use Man. the transcript at all or just the raw audio to audio? Just the audio. That's there insane. were some times where I was listening to it while I was talking. If it was really long, I was like, this is going to take too long. So like the visions and stuff like that, I would listen to it and just be repeating like four seconds behind what was going <laughs> on. Man, that's clever doing that, making sure you add the mistakes in and don't make yourself sound smarter. Just word yeah. for word. And I loved when you guys just talked back and forth for so long. I was I would be so happy while editing. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> to do anything. For once, Stu was happy about my uh, tendency to rant, my propensity yes. for ranting. So um, was your audio just that bad? Oh yeah, it was completely. It was it was using a webcam mic on my laptop. Oh, the whole time. No. So wow. my my uh, cringy sound I make at the outro of two episodes when I you thought you lost all your audio. That was what everything sounded like. Just like tinny, gravelly garbage. There were there were sometimes any of the times my words didn't match up, it's because I literally couldn't understand what I was saying. So I had to like guess it. Man, I genuinely actually considered that at one point. I remember distinctly listening to one episode and being like, Stu sounds different than I remember. Eh. And I didn't think anything (laughs) of it. I thought maybe I, I, I don't, just could not remember. I don't mean this as an insult, but I, I'm genuinely, um, for for one, I just you did a fantastic job with it, so kudos. But also, Thank I just you. didn't think that you would have taken the time to do that. <laughs> I think you would have just, I, so if that happened, I assumed you would have been like, hey, this audio is fucked. I'm sorry. Next week's it'll be better. I did casually uh, suggest to you guys that we re-record some of last episode one time, but we ran out of time to do it. So <laughs> that was part of the reason why. <laughs> we were going to jump in. Because Jacob's gonna... audio was also really messed up. Yeah, so I I was... <laughs> it was fucked. It was bad. But we're all good now. I think we all figured out the reason why our audio was crap. And mine was because of a shitty USB-C hub. (laughs) Yeah, don't trust Amazon. Bezos makes, he's like, Bezos is a great guy. We all love him. Oh, yeah, he's such an ethical human being. Don't trust Bezos's soldering capability is all I want to say. Don't trust his soldering. Anything that requires Mm -hmm. electronics, you're good with, like, stuffed things. His sewing, he's such a good sewer. He's so cute with his little thimble on. But <laughs> he's really fast too with making this stuff. Like, oh my yeah, God. he does a lot. Yeah, I'm it's impressed. impressive. It's really impressive how much work he does. Have you ever seen him with a tape gun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he packages everything himself, right? Me either. Let's go. <laughs> uh, the second thing before we get to our questions to fall in love is not a game. I finally remembered what it was, but it's uh, about the psychic maelstrom, which I thought I should elaborate on here. Uh, I think you guys have mostly figured this out now. This has been bothering me for the entire recording, but I just wanted to, I I wanted to make it clear, especially to our listeners, but especially especially you two. <laughs> when I'm describing psychic maelstrom stuff, I'm going to quote one of my favorite songs by my favorite band, "Say Anything," awesome band, and uh, it's a metaphor. Fool is one of their best songs, and also <laughs> when I'm talking about the psychic maelstrom, it's almost entirely metaphorical. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know but that may dense, be shocking. Stu. We're dense. <laughs> that may be shocking to you guys based on how you've been playing this entire time. But 
Wait, what the fuck do you mean it's metaphorical? <laughs> there are Jacob seems like he's he already knew this. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I figured it wasn't one to one. <laughs> yeah, there aren't actually real giant energy beasts fighting each other constantly in that are just invisible to you because the psychic maelstrom exists. See, I figured that was I figured that was the case. I figured that just represented the two AI going against each other. The back and forth that you talked about. Yeah. That was what I was thinking that meant. So I guess part of me did subconsciously feel like, okay, it's probably not literally what we're seeing. It's just like Oh yeah. But it is it is fuzzy because like it it has impacts on the real world. Like but the like, wolves exist in some way, right? So yeah, and 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 Ocean did see that happen, right? You you're not saying it was meta. Your description was metaphorical. No, the Ocean, description was literal. Yes, Ocean, Ocean saw that. Literally saw that. But happen. the ev- but the psychic maelstrom was a metaphorical representation of literal occurrences. Yes. So yes. my hand going through the object it happened to you. Yes. What that happened? That liter- you experienced that. Whenever I'm I describing s- something, it's actually ex- you're experiencing exactly how I'm describing it. But that doesn't mean. Okay, Brady's incredibly confused by this. I, I, you all can't see his face right now, but he's, I'm with you, Stu. I'm, I'm with just you. struggling. I'm it's, just struggling. Allow me to explain. Allow me to explain with my anime knowledge. What we see Fuck is off. equivalent to instrumentality or the events that occur in Evangelion when the pilots become one with the 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 goo or whatever. Exactly. Where it's not exactly. They're physically experiencing I haven't, I haven't this, seen but what they see is like metaphorical it's like it's just all kind of like hodgepodge visions craziness it's like if you took lsd okay so when my hand went through the wire or whatever i was trying to grab it wasn't a metaphor for it being out of reach my hand literally went through it and i literally saw it but somehow it's also metaphorical it could be both yeah okay i'm on board with that you know what nuance is fine i'm cool with nuance yeah so and is that the thing that you mentioned to me a couple weeks ago where you're like, no. there's been something I've been trying to get you guys to pick up on that you're just not picking up on at all, and I'm making it more and more obvious? No, that <laughs> this that is unrelated. Yeah, you guys still have not caught some of my little breadcrumb clues. It'll all come to a head in the next few episodes anyway. After this arc, I think we're going to do like a little recap bonus episode where you guys okay. can ask me some questions that I'll answer as long as it doesn't still have lasting implications on the story. Oh, I'll just be like, hey, that's kind of for fun. this stuff. That's yeah. a fun idea. Yeah, and I think like I want to be very upfront with people how I'm DMing this, like and what shit I am pulling out of my ass and what stuff is planned. <laughs> Like, because yeah. I think part of the cool thing of these systems is a lot of stuff is just straight up pulled out of my ass while I'm talking. Yeah. And I want to I want to kind of connect the dots on how that stuff gets built, how there are these little tiny random things that then coalesce into an overarching idea. Bunch of nerd stuff. So if you don't like listening to that, we'll tell you what bonus episode to skip. But first, <laughs> let's fall in love. No, I think that sounds really fun. OK, I'm ready for it. The question this week to fall in love with Book and Ocean. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? This is a very judgmental question. Oh, jeez. Or you can take it more positively. You know, I think Book always wanted to try carpentry. Oh. I think as term in terms of having like a methodical, like something you can do while you're thinking, um, something like very rewarding with like a tangible outcome, as opposed to like a lot of what Book gets is very like metaphysical. What what's the word for its like uh gratification? Yeah, like very me- metaphysical gratification, and where this would have like. A tangible, concrete, uh, yeah, right. Very concrete gratification. The problem is he doesn't have enough. He, for one, he lives in a cave, so like options are already pretty limited as far as like what wood to work with. Uh, there aren't any trees that are growing underground. 
and he doesn't have a, enough space for like a full workshop or at least he didn't until a whole new section of his house caved in yeah maybe you can upgrade that work workshop for woodworking that's something yeah. you could definitely potentially do ocean i think really would like to learn to read i think that's what he would like the most i think it's holding him back pretty that's bad, a great pretty answer. lot that he just i think he feels a bit pretty bad anytime somebody has to read for him and he feels pretty like infantiti- infantized, infantized, infant, you know, when you like speak down to somebody and treat them like a child when people have to, he doesn't have the most pride and ego of some of like the average person. I feel like he's pretty, he's a pretty chill laid back guy and he pretty much takes things that is, but I do think an element of pride of like sitting down and having to like a b c d and reading like juvenile children's books and stuff just makes him feel feel bad for having to go through all that yeah. like from the beginning can i add a little bit of color to that sure i think i think book absolutely promised to teach ocean how to read but like it was just one of those things where like he said it and he meant it and he absolutely atten- intends to but he doesn't realize that it's like actually a big deal to ocean so oh. book also just keeps putting it off and and i think ocean doesn't may and i don't want to put words in your mouth but i think ocean maybe doesn't want to ask someone else because he doesn't want to like betray book in that way oh no you know? I, I like that no he doesn't want to ask he doesn't want to be a burden to book to sit down and mm-hmm. teach him how to read and like they already do to so actually much like make good on his promise yeah, yeah book probably just casually meant to yeah i'll teach it to him one day and ocean was like oh shit yes and i was like really excited about it but the next time they hang out you came with like pen and, pen and paper <laughs> yeah. and but he's book not was like so let's go yeah he's not the most expressive so maybe book was just like took it off as just like an off comment and it's forgotten or something like that i like that i like that little spice well let's get back to the action Previously, you guys found yourself infiltrating the weird server shack behind the courthouse that Hickory Fleek's men call their home, and you surreptitiously snuck in with barely any alarms getting thrown. (laughs) That we are aware of. To gain access to the terminal that runs all these servers, and you did some hacking and whacking and smacking and figured out that uh, there's two competing AIs fighting over resources from the power systems in Subtropolis, where most likely Book's mother had helped program one that was working for the Talon to try to trick the main AI to provide uh, more power than it thinks is necessary to the town uh, and the overarching AI fighting back constantly. Uh, You guys figured that out, and then Ocean decided to try out a brand new move he just learned, which is Things Speak, which is a very awesome move. And I'm excited to adjudicate that now. Yeah, what an exciting cliffhanger. So give me that things speak roll. Things speak. I roll weird. I do have plus one weird. So the fun thing is if you fail this, it's like failing and open your mind to the psychic maelstrom roll. Really? Yeah. All right, let's take a look. Speaking of, I failed the roll. (laughs) I'm going to have to carry fucking ocean out of this building that was a three i rolled snake eyes this is absolutely wonderful news (laughs) the worst part about this is that like i had a phenomenal plan for like if we got useful information god i I really want i'm gonna be able to talk to ocean and like formulate a really cool plan that we're gonna use to escape and now i'm just gonna expect that whatever (laughs) 
Ocean tells me is a lie. I was about to say the stuff on here. Well, see, no, whatever. It's not. It's not that I get wrong information. It's that now I'm along for the ride. <laughs> well, actually, it is worse than that. You're not just along for the ride. That is a mixed success on an open your brain to the psychic maelstrom. This counts as a full fail on an open your brain to the world psychic Uh-oh. maelstrom, which means be prepared for the worst. Oh, okay. So no. I'm going to describe what you see, book. So you see Ocean suddenly, it's like something just comes over him, and he starts just typing away on this keyboard at phenomenal speed. He's like using weird shift control commands, and different different screens are like popping up, and he's like jumping to different lines in the code. You see him searching for different things. It's like someone using Vim who actually knows how to use Vim when you do it. Oh, you mean the sexiest thing you can ever see a programmer do? Yeah. (laughs) It's just jumping all over the place, and you see him opening all these files, and he's like starts tracing things on his on the screen with his fingers and he's just unblinking staring at this and you see that going on for quite a while if you do anything like try to distract distract him or shake him or ask him anything he just ignores you and is just focused on i don't think book i think this is for one this is the most impressed book has ever been by not just by ocean by anyone period mm-hmm. and also the most attracted that uh, <laughs> has ever been inclu- including <laughs> including uh spade spade and callista put together yeah book's kink is somebody good with a computer no just anyone who's super competent at anything ocean what you see is actually the same to begin with you seem to understand what's going on again you can't quite comprehend why these you know this combination of different keyboard shortcuts that you're doing but you're just typing away on this and you are like trying to make connections you're seeing stuff you're understanding how this ai works somewhat and you're making these like little leaps like okay i think she did this for this reason but nothing quite solidifies okay but as you're going all of a sudden the keyboard stops responding to you and you like hit like control c like 12 times and nothing happens and you're looking at it and then the screen slowly starts filling up character by character and it just says hello ocean period hello ocean period hello ocean period hello ocean period (laughs) and it fills up your entire screen you don't see this happening uh book Okay. You just see him. He just kind of stops I was for a second at the keyboard. And you just see him just staring at some random screen that looks like any of the other screens. He's and he can at. read this. So it's saying hello ocean. And yeah, he can, he can tell it. exactly what it says. Oh, wow. It just says hello ocean, hello ocean. Spooky. Weird. <laughs> and it fills up the screen and it just keeps going and going. And you see it start scrolling faster and faster and faster until the screen is almost just illuminated from the ghosting of all these characters going by. And it gets brighter and brighter. And you kind of start wincing at this light, and then it's just dark. Book, you see this too. Everything just powers down for a second. Just everything's dark in here. I think I think I'm gonna take that opportunity. So does that mean like lights go out? Like the the server rebooted? Yeah, those, okay. it looks like everything's rebooting in here right now. I'm gonna go. Ocean, now's a chance. We got to get the fuck out of here. Do I hear him at all? Yes, you do hear him now. You kind of snap out of it. Uh, and I will say, you guys, I was gonna remind you last time, but too much exciting stuff was happening. You guys have been in this room for like 30 minutes because you like had a few times where you just waited to make sure no one was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You currently have a cut hole in the gate that isn't particularly hidden because your plan was to obfuscate it with a fallen pole. Mm-hmm. So if someone finds that, it's going to be like red alert in here probably. Point of fact, it is a slit. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, there is a so slit in it. the mesh parts meet back up. So I'm just saying it's not super noticeable. Yeah. Right now, based on what you've understood, it's like one dude looking around. Okay. Thinking something suspicious. If he finds that, it's going to be. Sure. That makes someone's sense. probably broken in here. Yeah. 
and it's going to be all hands on deck. So, yeah, so I'm going to turn to Ocean. I'm gonna, hey, now's the chance. we got to go. If the power's out, that means the motion-activated lights probably aren't working. So let's book it. No pun intended. Ocean's a little little dazed, but like, oh, oh, okay, let's go. Oh, oh, also, hey, whatever you did, great job. That's exactly what I was going to suggest. We, we just <laughs> had to reboot. Re, let's let, let things reboot, shut power off for like a couple minutes so that we can make our escape. Good thinking. And I pat him on the back. <laughs> I'm like, look, I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> Uh, Book is gonna try to kick the door open. I'm not. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, so, but it is locked from the outside, right? And it's a mechanical yeah. lock, not an electric lock. Yeah. One of you give me a read a situation. I'll let Ocean do it. All right. I'm reading a situation. That is much more successful. That's a nine. Before you ask me those questions, I will give you a little thing to lead you in what those questions may be. You hear two voices suddenly outside. That's what causes you to read this situation. Uh, you hear one that you don't recognize, and you very softly hear what's clearly Vesuvius talking. I don't think we want to get him involved, but at the same time, he might be able to let us out. I just think that's going to add more suspicion. Does it sound like they're coming towards us, too? It sounds like they're not too far from the front of the door right now. You kind of go close to the door, and you hear a voice you don't recognize going, Yeah, there was just like, uh, this light came on out of nowhere. And he's like, oh, well, would you like me to help check out some of these areas and see see if something's afoot? That is very strange. I don't know what would cause one of these lights to just flicker on like that. Okay, so I have one question for seven through nine. Damn, if only I got one more. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the boring, straightforward, and most useful and helpful question here. And that is, what is the best way out <laughs> without being seen? Without being seen, you don't know if it would be quick enough, but going out those exhaust vents out the back, which would be difficult and it could cause like damage to the whole setup here if you do it bad. But that's the best way without being seen because they are near the front of your door right now. You can hear them on the other side of it. If you want no one to see you, you would probably have to go out the back. I think we need to go out the back. I don't want to be seen here at all. Book is still looking at Ocean with awe. He's like, hey. Whatever you say, dude, I am in. <laughs> Book is like, this man's a genius. I got to follow whatever he's doing. And Ocean's just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Book's like, Book is literally kicking himself in the ass right now. Because he's like, imagine how useful Ocean would have been if he just could just fucking read. <laughs> how relevant. So, Stu, what do these duck ducats look like? So, you see there's a huge exhaust fan open to the back of the room behind all the servers that seems to be slurping out the air into a very wide duct. It's definitely person crawl throughable size. And if there's a fan in there, because the power is out, the fan is stopped, right? I'm assuming. Yes, but it's not like a giant fan blade that you could just squeeze between them. It's you would not? have to. No, it's not that big. Fair. And it's got like protective grating over the top of it anyway. You would have to disassemble this fan or rip it off the wall or something like that to get through. But from then it would be pretty easy. You know, from the outside, there's just a grate on the end of it. This duct, it makes like an elbow turn and then goes along the back. And we still each have one tool that we can spend. I believe so. Yeah, because I used two. You said what? We each had three, right? Yep. And you used two to get in the fence in yep. a more surreptitious way. Yep. And then the slingshot counted as two for book so we so both each have, have one, one normal ass item that you wouldn't normally have okay so i think i'm, I'm gonna turn to ocean i'm gonna be like look we've already made quite a bit of noise well not quite a bit of noise. We, we haven't done the best job of covering our tracks here's what i think we should do 
I think you should lead the way through the ducts. I will follow you, and then I will work my way back out the way we came and put everything back the way we found it. And then you can come around and unlock the door from the outside and let me out. It's risky, but I guess it would work. So hmm. Ocean has a breaking tool and you have a repairing tool. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're saying. Um, yeah. It's a good separation. I was about to say, yeah, I think Ocean probably would have brought, for any kind of situation like this, a crowbar. Yeah. I think I'll use my crowbar here. to. I'll use the crowbar to open up all the shafts so that way I can climb them through. Give me a lovely try something challenging. All right. Do I get any advantage for using my crowbar? Yes, you okay. can you can get advantage for using your crowbar. Sweet. Okay, that's pretty good. That is a 10. You go and you basically go to each corner of this giant fan that's bracketed onto the walls and you peel it enough. Yeah, I'm going to say you actually only do two of the sides, which is going to be just enough for you to squeeze through. And you kind of break this fan off the wall uh, so it's almost like hinged out. Not in a way it's supposed to be hinged, but you're able to pull it out just enough to squeeze through, crawl through this vent. It's like literally just a couple feet, few feet. And then there is a grating on the end that with your crowbar is pretty easy to wedge in there and pry open. And it tumbles to the ground, uh, hitting the floor. You slide out. You're now behind it. All of this stuff is still disassembled. What's your plan on putting it together? So I think as far as like the external grating goes... I'll 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 squeeze into the duct and I'll hold it in place so that Ocean can kind of like hammer whatever he popped out back into place. You know, obviously if there were screws, he probably stripped the threads a little bit with the pry bar, but I'm I'm expecting there's still enough friction that the screws will hold in place. Your last item can be gorilla glue. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say I was going to say like even if it's just like ch- chewing gum or like a toothpick, something to wedge into the holes to to give it a tighter fit. Actually, okay, I got it. Uh can I say that I had a coil of of wire? Do you want that to be your last item? I think so, yeah. Yes. Okay. You can have that. So I'm going to snip off, because I have a multi-tool. I think we established that earlier. My multi-tool has both of this, has both of the knife blades broken off and the screw and the and the corkscrew broken off because I used it yep. to create a plug. From Crandall. Yep. But it still has um, like a can opener and I use the can opener thing to clip off, to, to pinch off um, four sections of wires so that Ocean can basically tighten the screws. As, as he hammers the screws in, it's going to deform those sections of wires to make it a tighter fit to make it seem secure i hear you saying okay that one i will say you can do without having a roll for the grate okay but then you still have to deal with the fan with just your wire yep i'm gonna i'm gonna wiggle my way back back out and then obviously i have a screwdriver as part of my multi-tool but again the threads are stripped so this time because i'm assuming those bolts came out of like tile or something hard or drywall something soft drywall drywall okay so i'm going to try to fashion like drywall anchors out of the wire so where like i basically create like a a t-shape and i hook it through and then i um wind it around the base of the screw so that as i as i tighten it into place it kind of tangles up the wire and tightens in the t-shape against the back end of the drywall does that make sense yep okay yes cool that's going to be a try something challenging role that you can have advantage on excellent advantage is so good in this system i love advantage woof oh no oh no oh god (laughs) okay um so let me ask you something (laughs) what'd you get (laughs) when you when you type no no 
when you type two d six into Google, right? Yeah. It rolls automatically, right? Yeah. So it already had a number up, and then when you add a d six, it doesn't roll the other ones. Reroll the other ones. It just rolls another one on top of that. Yeah. It sounds like exactly what you wanted. Yeah. To do. Right. Yeah. But then I was like, well, that doesn't feel right because I already, that, that 2D, when I typed 2D6 into Google, that it had, sounds like that rolled like, three. no, so, so let me ask you. So I had rolled that like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm getting bad vibes from this discussion. <laughs> so then I re-rolled it because I added it. I added a D6 and it came back with a 15 and it was like a five, a four and a six or something, which is a very good roll. Mm-hmm. And then I re-rolled it and I got a five. Yeah. Which is a three, a one, one, which means I get a three. Yes. Because it's four minus one, which is your actual roll. Yes. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Yes. Because if that was a good roll, you wouldn't have gone through. <laughs> okay. Okay. So with a three. You rolled a three? <laughs> with advantage. Yeah. With advantage. Yes. Good lord. It's heavier than it looks and it's taking... It's taking you a while to get this back in uh-huh. and uh, you're starting to panic a little bit. You can't hear or see ocean on the other side. So you don't know where he's gone and you hear some jiggling on the front door and ocean outside. You see that Vesuvius has come up to the door as you heard him say, let me, uh, let me recheck this building. You said it was clear, but I just want to cross all that T's and dot all of the eyes. And he's going up to the door right now and unlocking it. Ooh, I think we should see what he does. The door opens up because it's very easy to unlock it. This is one of those just little turny, turny boys. Can I say that book hid when he heard the door jangling? Yeah. But obviously the, the grate still looks super, super fucked up. He comes in the room and he has a big flashlight that shines across all the walls and it pretty immediately goes to that grate. And he goes, well, good heavens. And he closes the door behind him and you see him go up to that terminal, which is just now finished rebooting. And it's just at a blink screen just little cursor flashing and you know what is going on here hmm. oh that's a that's strange uh, <clears throat> i don't i don't feel so good and uh, give me a read a sitch roll hmm. all right okay that's a 12 a 12 nice ask me three questions okay so for my three questions i'm a very decisive person as you know so right off the bat Who's in control here? I don't think it's Vesuvius. It's definitely not me. What represents the best opportunity for me to not be noticed by Vesuvius? And then lastly, what should I be on the lookout for? I don't want to miss anything here. This seems interesting. There's not a lot of places for you to hide in here. You think probably where you're at is your best hope. Right now, he seems a little bit distracted. I mean, that's a lazy answer, but I'll I'll allow it. Yeah. You want a different one? (laughs) No, I'm, I'm cool with that. (laughs) <laughs> ask a lazy question <laughs> you're in you're in one room and you said you hid yeah. <laughs> your best way to not be seen by him is gouging out his eyes because <laughs> i'm assuming oh it would be cool if i just i i if i retroactively say that the way that i hid was by crawling into the grate that i failed to yeah that would have been cool that would have given you a different answer to this question, which is probably not moving uh, because I'm guessing you hit away. You know he will come over and it seems like he's going to look at the uh, exhaust fan. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you stay out of sight of him as he moves over there, which may require you moving a little bit. But right now you're in a place where you can't be seen well from the door. 
and there's not really any other place you can hide. Cool. I'm going to kind of roll together the who's in control here and the what should you be on the lookout for, because it's two related things. You look over, he, he's still looking at the screen, but you see him kind of holding his stomach a little bit when he said he's not feeling too good. Mm-hmm. And you see on shining through his clothes, you see this red flashing dot <sighs> all the way through his clothes. What? And then you notice underneath that is a number counting down, which is at four. Oh, shit. And then it's at three. Oh, shit. And then it's at two. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Pure instinct. What would book do in this situation because it looks like vesuvius just turned into a bomb the old medical people like jacob would say fight flight or freeze yeah. are the three things that can happen in this book situation. seems like he is froze right <laughs> book book is going to just tackle vesuvius and then try to rip his like uh try to like expose the area of skin that's glowing give me a try something challenging roll Oh my god. I got a five. Oh my god. Oh. That is a full ass failure. Oh no, 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 no. Uh you you get up, you see this thing flick down from four to three to two, and you go to charge at him. And without looking, he just holds one arm out and it just pushes against your chest, and you feel like you ran into a fucking brick wall. Like he does not move an inch. And you just feel like your wind gets knocked out of you and you stumble back and it goes to one. And then that red dot starts beeping more and more. And his entire torso explodes. This whole room just erupts ocean outside. You're around the corner and suddenly this blast just knocks you against the back fence. Both of you take four or five harm. Both of us? I'm dead. We both had one harm from the fence. Yep. It's not armor piercing. So you take both of you, I think, take four. Oh, my God. I'm still alive. One, two, three, four. Okay. So my cane fucking. Okay, great. So I'm. At, oh, yeah, okay. my okay, God. So I'm one harm away from dying. <laughs> Me, too. You're quite fucked up, too. Uh, both of your ears are just ringing. If I had shot him, would that have disabled the explosive? I have only one way to find out, which is a time machine. <laughs> I guess. Th- actually, I guess the answer is. I guess the answer is if I rolled well, it would have. It would have been better if you rolled well, no matter what you did. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> but you got a full ass failure. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't give God. me an extra harm. <laughs> but yeah, this whole thing has just exploded. Book, I'm going to not describe what you're experiencing for a little bit because you are in a lot of pain. You're on the edge of like passing out right now. Like a bomb exploded very close to you. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle you're alive. Ocean. You are also very <laughs> fucked up. Both of you are unstable, but you're able to stagger to your feet and you see Book laying down, not moving in this heap of a building. Uh, these servers are like blown against the wall. You see the terminal is like fully melted and you see Vesuvius's like head is just on the ground. What the is, fuck? Is it, is it active? Uh, you can check it out. I was just about to say, Ocean is instinctively just going to run over to Book best he can. Be like, Book, Book. Uh, book, you are you are conscious, but oh, okay. not doing well. Yeah, I I can I see Vesuvius's head. Uh, yeah, while you're on the ground, you hear Ocean yell at you, and your eyes kind of open up, and you look, and you see Vesuvius is just staring right back at you, and he's looking down. And he goes, "What? What's going on here? What? What happened? Whoa! Huh, huh. 
and his eyes are like darting back. What the? I'm gonna... It's just like it's like his shoulder to neck area. He looks like he's full of normal human parts. Is what it looks like from here. Oh, yeah. But his head is still alive. Yep. Yeah. He's he's able to talk, which you know, if you don't have lungs, would usually not what? be possible. Yeah. But he is still speaking. Am I able? Am I able to? Like, am I able to move? Yeah, you can move. You you're both unstable, so that means when you're trying things, it's very possible that you guys take additional damage. Like, especially with even just mixed successes. God. So you guys got to be careful with. Oh, what's I was about to say, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, but people are people are like we. There was an explosion. So one, so first thing we know is that going through the fence hurts us. We take one harm going through the fence. I'm assuming that hasn't changed. You, you think you could probably get out of the fence without, you know, where that little dangly boy is now. You could be a little careful. It's not like it's an automatic <laughs> scrape you for one damage. Yeah, just... But like, if we get found, like they're either going to find us in an explosion or they're going to find us trying to run away from the explosion. I was about to say, either way, I think we are fucked, but I think we're slightly less fucked if we get the hell out of here. Okay. Let's say, o- Ocean, give me a Rita situation roll. This is quite a situation. I would say this is a very much a situation. Um, that is another nine. Ask me one question. <laughs> this is one of those ones where three would have been real oh, nice. It would have been so nice. God. And I don't think Book is in a condition to help. Hey, right can now. you answer who was in control there? Yeah, that that was the red flashy dot. Yeah, but what is the red flashy dot? Not Vesuvius. You don't know. Okay. But, um, but I guess I can I get uh, can I get a little bit more like like was it an implant? Was it uh, you know that sort of thing? You know, it seemed like something that was inside of him. Okay. Also, I think we should grab Vesuvius' head. Yeah, I agree. I was I was gonna say it because my character can sit up. The first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pick up Vesuvius' head and like cradle it against my chest. This is a concerning perspective. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, is he in pain? I'm gonna ask that. Are you in pain? Uh, no, no. I feel I feel weird. Ocean's gonna just look at book and go, "What the fuck just happened?" And I'm gonna I'm just gonna like set my jaw and be like, "Fuck if I know." And I'm gonna try to stumble. I'm just gonna try to get, just gonna try to get up. Yeah, you're able to get up. Okay. Yeah, everything hurts on you. It's not even like there. It's not like, oh, your leg hurts because it got broken. But like right now, you can't even pinpoint where your injuries are. It's just okay. everything. Your head's foggy. Vision's blurry. Like everything's not great. Ears are still ringing. I'm going to use my one question here. What represents the best? Who or what represents the best opportunity for us to get to Maple's house unharmed? You th- You look around and right now there's like this explosion caused like there's burning shit there is smoke there's detritus blown everywhere right now you're relatively obscured from the main courthouse you look at the other guy who's checking areas who you've never met before and didn't know his name he does not look great he was not right outside it he was near one of the storage units nearby but he got blown against it and you see he's unmoving in front of it with the the metal grate is just like bent in a human shape oh shit where he got smashed against that. So he is at least unconscious right now. You hear a lot of people starting to get shit together near the barracks. There's like a ton of movement, people yelling. You think you have a very short opportunity to get up and try to rush out. But there is, since you are unstable, there's definitely a chance trying to like push yourself and get out of here quickly could cause you to take additional harm. And both of you are right here. Yeah, the edge. Just yeah. one slice away. I look at Ocean and I say, should we, should we help him? And I'm pointing at the, pointing at the guy who's collapsed we don't have time book we got to get out of here they're gonna blame us for this hell it could be our fault i don't know i don't know what the hell i did i shake my head like not to like 
not in disagreement, but like to clear it. And I go, it wasn't you. It was, it was a Vesuvius. I, sorry, Vesuvius. What? Wow. Um, also, do I see any like mechanical or robotic bits from Vesuvius's body, like in the carnage of his exploded corpse? Like, do I see you anything? Would, you would have to poke around, which would take okay. some time. Yeah, never mind. Let's just go. Let's Let's we'll just investigate Vesuvius's uh, head after we get out of here. Yeah, if you get out okay, you can check that out in more detail. <laughs> so I'm assuming my leather jacket also took more damage. It's tastefully burnt now, though. Ooh, okay. Singed. The, the downside of that is... If they go door to door looking for people, you guys were clearly in an I was about to say, we, we're probably pretty <laughs> fucked. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's run. I mean, not run. Let's limp. Especially limp as fast as we can. I think we should go through the grate. I think we should go through the slit that we made. And I'm holding Vesuvius's head like half tenderly because like we've just been through some shit together. <laughs> um, but then also like half like this is the only thing that proves that I wasn't crazy the last few days, you know? So I'm like holding it onto it. Like, like, like it is a physical manifestation of the one harm left keeping me alive or whatever. <laughs> okay. As you guys go to get out, both of you give me an act under fire. Okay. I don't, I don't want to though. I'm actually pretty good yeah, at acting. It's a pretty fire. dangerous one. I was about to say, I'm pretty, you guys may, you guys may have to help each I other. I was just about to say, I that was a, good at it. that was a 13 for me. Cause nice. it's plus cool. That is, <laughs> That is an 11 for me. Nice. Okay, you both get full successes. So you're able to get out. You don't, I'm going to say, book you, as you're stumbling out, you notice your multi-tool on the ground and pick it up real quickly. Oh, that's nice of you. Well, you didn't fail. You got a full success. Yeah, but also, like, my multi-tool has three of the useful things broken off of it already. Soon it will just be tool. Yeah. <laughs> I pull out my tool. <laughs> You guys uh, stumble your way up against the back fence, and it's like hard to even orient yourself from where you're at, but you're able to follow the fence to the grating that you had cut previously. You're, I'm guessing you're not trying to cover your tracks at all anymore. No, your plan to knock over a telephone pole is OBE. I, I think it's over. <laughs> I think we have time, but I think the explosion kind of eliminated, like, the best thing that we could have possibly done is left Vesuvius's head there, because then they would have just blamed the damage on Vesuvius and the cut fence on Vesuvius and everything on Vesuvius. But like I said, Book was so focused on like that being the sole, like that was his, he saw it as his, the, the only proof that he, uh, of his sanity. So he clung to it instead of leaving it behind to be the scapegoat that they needed. Well, they're also going to find bits and parts of Vesuvius. So maybe they still will blame it on him. <laughs> true yeah I, I would say knocking over the telephone pole would put you at more risk of injuring yourself okay further. all right yeah all right all right no i guess we're not we are just fucking out of here then no i think we both like stop by the telephone pole look at each other and then i just like um, i just shake my head I was like, say, I we, it, was a, it was an idea <laughs> it was a good it idea. was a good idea at the time yeah no i really liked your guys' idea it was a great time <laughs> until we book does have wire in his pocket can he, can I use the wire to like repair the fence a little bit to make it look a little bit less suspicious or maybe just, maybe just like pin it at the bottom so that it doesn't like flap open in the breeze yeah, or whatever? Yeah, you could, you could pin it quickly. Like you have literally just wrapping one wire around it. So it'll still be obvious it's cut if they go to look at it, right. but it won't be like right now. They won't be like, look at that open wire. And yeah, I'm going to, can I do one at the bottom and one in the middle? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. There's no risk of hurting yourself. <laughs> okay. Do I have to roll <laughs> yeah, to try can, something no, challenging? But you're fully out of wire now. <laughs> Sad.
That's a, that. I mean, the wires are useful tools. I was about to say that was. Yeah, you didn't have time choice. to cut it, so you you kind of just like wired it, pulled it up, and wired it. Up. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah like for sure, up, for sure. Yeah. Okay, and you guys hightail it to Maples. Where does Maple live? Oh fuck! Do I know where Den Wallace lives? Uh, yes. I'm sure you stalked him previously. <laughs> no, book's not a creep. <laughs> book's not a creep. This is revisionist history. <laughs> okay, then no, you don't know. Where you're... <laughs> You know where Callista lives. I guess. Does she live closer than the broken leg? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. I guess we can. I guess. I don't think going to Callista like this is a good idea, especially after she already is pretty suspicious of us from that last time we interacted yeah. with her. I mean, or we could just be like, hey, we weren't fucking lying. I was about to say we could do that for like Callista. I just figured because I know like Den, like Den would help us. So if Den is there to stay the night, like Den would help us, I reckon. Yeah. Was Dan a medical guy too? No, not even a little bit. But oh but God. I helped Dan when he had his leg shot. That's right. That's why I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's. I think it would be nice drama if we went to Callista's. I agree. Okay. <laughs> so let's go there. Uh, you show up at Callista's and you knock on the door, <laughs> and she opens it up and she goes, "Oh, book. Oh, whoa. What? Hey. Uh, what? What happened to you, ass? I'm still what? cradling a, a separate head in my hands. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit." What is, what is that? What happened? What happened? Get in, get in, quick, quick, quick. And she leads you guys in and closes the door and locks it behind her. Is Den, is Den, where's Den? Den, uh, I, I can, uh, yeah, I can go get him. I can get him. Can, um, I think we, I, and I just nod really vigorously. And she actually goes out the front door and is gone for a little bit, leaving you guys alone in Callista's house, which is very tastefully furnished. She's got a pretty cool sofa there. Ocean is going to collapse on the sofa. <laughs> ocean has no fucking manners book is still standing like lean against the wall awkwardly because he he wasn't invited to sit and she comes back like four minutes later uh with din and din goes hey oh uh, whoa what happened to you guys close to said it looked like you guys got like blown up <laughs> we did we did and, uh, i would say that's accurate <laughs> we did um do you maple helped you uh your leg recover you you went back do yeah you, do you know where he lives yeah, yeah. Um, I do you want me to go get him? I I put like I have like a a D battery. Can we say that I have a D battery? Yeah. Uh, I I hand it to him and I said, give him this. Ask him to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Oh, jeez. Our um, and he's like looking in his pockets to see if he has anything that can help out. He has nothing useful for your current situation. And then I and then I stop and I was like, Callista, if you don't want us, if you don't want to be, we can go somewhere else. We can. Uh, let's go with Den. I turned to Ocean. Let's go with Den. Well, like like to maples i don't i don't know if he, he he may not be too happy to have you guys showing up there and drawing heat to him like i i can i can take some heat ocean's gonna be like appreciate your help Calista. i think we should probably lay low here i think it's bet for our best best not to go anywhere book until we get until dan comes back okay the door opens back up and you see long gray haired maple come in and go well, what happened to you guys? Is th this this looks like something illegal to me? I uh, see there's a there's a mighty big uh, fire up uh, up near the courthouse, and you guys seem like you've been exploded. It wasn't it wasn't us. See, we were. It was, we were. Actually, it was him. And I point to the severed <laughs> head, severed head. Are you still holding the head? Yeah, I'm still holding it. Okay. I, I, I like point at the severed head in my hands, and I go, and I go. But he didn't mean to. I promise I did not mean to. It was not me. It was my torso, which is no longer a part of me. So I would like to claim uh, immunity from any actions that that torso took. And he goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what? What is going on? Uh, 
One of you is gonna have to give me a sway someone roll. <laughs> I I grab his hand and I and I kind of pull up closer to me. And I go, Maple, you've I know you've you've helped like you've helped Beethoven, you've helped people. Do you know that there are weird things out there? This is no different. Just please, please make it so that I can't die in <laughs> one more hit. <laughs> give me a sway someone roll. A seven. Yeah, so on a 10 plus, they have to choose set reserve aside and go along with you or else explain why they can't. On 7 to 9, they don't want to go along with you or refuse. They can choose to ask you for evidence, time, a compromise, or some concrete assurance they must go along with you if you provide it on a miss, be prepared for the worst. Okay, th this is a... Oh, it's if they a, don't want to go along with you. Yeah, or if, this is a pretty big deal here. Um, I'm putting myself on the line. I feel like Hickory's not going to be too happy that I don't just go turn you in right now. Um, I do have the hippographic oath, though. I do have to take care of people. And, <laughs> but I, that doesn't mean I have to do it for free. That's something they don't talk about a lot. But I'm, I'm running a little low on medical supplies. If you guys, once I get you patched up, can go fetch me some, I got a, I got a beat on where there may be some pretty a pretty good stash if you go promise to get those as soon as you're up on your feet i'll get you up on your feet well we were planning on going over to the going out into subtropolis pretty soon here so and he, he already has the d battery right yeah it's fucking cheapskate okay i i nod i nod and i'm still holding his wrist and i go i don't want to die again <laughs> Clista, you can you get a set up uh, set us up somewhere uh, a little more uh, discreet than in your living room she's like yeah no problem she goes and pushes a bookshelf out of the way and you see there's like this little alcove back there that is just loaded up with papers and papers and documents um and it's not very big but it's big enough for her to be able to pull in a couple cots and maple drags in he had he kept it right outside the door but he has his medical cart with a bunch of shit on it uh he pulls that in inside and you guys hunker in this room it starts getting hot real quick but he starts providing life-saving medical attention to you he starts loading you guys up with a lot of blood that you lost <laughs> is the first thing he does and then after that he starts getting you on some painkillers and you start uh you slowly drift off to sleep and to let some of your wounds heal and that's going to be our end of session we're going to do end of session moves now okay at the end of every session choose a character who knows you better than they used to Tell that player to add plus one to their HX with you on their sheet. If more than one character knows you better, you can choose at most two. Well, I think we should. I, I think we should pick Vesuvius. I think you should both pick <laughs> Vesuvius. I think that makes sense. I think we have been. I don't it. have HX with Vesuvius, but I guess I do now. That's what I'm saying. So Vesuvius yeah. goes to plus one. Uh, Vesuvius will go to zero. At the end of every session, judge for yourself. Does your scavenge choice still hold true? If it does, you get one XP, which. I don't want to talk for you guys, but I think both of them are probably say, still true. I think true. it is definitely still true. Mine might be close to changing, but definitely not yet. Are you satisfied with your place in uh, the no. world? If not, you get plus one. I feel like I'm less satisfied with my place in the world. <laughs> I am not, and I get an improvement because I'm not. Oh. Nice. Excellent. Do you know what you want to get? I think a really interesting thing for Book would be, like, now that he's wrangled so many people into his kind of bullshit and because he's started like using his mysteries to manipulate people i think it's a good time for a book to establish a following and get devotion 
Oh, interesting. Like, because Den Wallace, I feel like, might be a part of that. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know how you use devotion at all. Devotion is basically how you're going to control people who believe in what you're trying to do. Okay. You're almost like a cult leader over those sorts of people. Yeah, and I think this plays into, like, books. Like, if this situation goes as bad as I think it will, I think that that will be useful in the coming sessions okay so the way devotion works Mm -hmm. is it's when you have followers and at the beginning of each session you roll cool which you're good at Mm -hmm. if your followers are secure and stable you roll cool on a 10 plus you they give you all of their devotion they'll basically do what you want on a 79 they offer you all of their devotion but choose one demand Mm -hmm. and on a miss or if your followers are in crisis all of their demands so my uh, end of session move is interrogating reality. And uh, at the end of the session, choose one of my mysteries. Tell the MC that you'd like to mark it true or false. You can also do your custom thing where you can solidify a thread between any two connections. Yeah, videos. so I think I might do something more more along those lines. And I'm pulling up my mystery board that I do have. And I should start publishing because it's actually pretty fun. Uh, my theory of what Vesuvius is has kind of shifted. And so... While I really want to know if I'm right about him being related or at least gathering or getting some of his information from Cheezoid, what I really want to know is, uh, was Vesuvius sent by the uh, Subtropolis AI that controls the power? I'm going to tell you that answer by having you come back into consciousness a little bit. You're still very loopy. You're still on probably morphine. Second time in a short amount of time for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And Vesuvius is still lovingly cradled in your arms. <laughs> and you he is actually right now honk shoe sleeping. And you you look at this head and the sleepy eyes and the sleepy little face, and you turn him down so you can look into the disgusting opening on the bottom of him. Yeah. And right near the back of the spinal column, you see uh, some sort of technology. You see some wires wrapping around the top of it and there's this like blue dimly glowing light right at the back of his uh skull that you can just barely see through all the viscous gratuitous violence on the bottom of his stump um so you think he is certainly related to the ai in some way Thank you so much for listening this week. If you could all just look in your phones right now, go to your text messages and find the last three people you talked to and send them the following message. Hey, I listened to this really fun podcast. You can also listen and be a better friend to me by going to www.stew.cool slash listen. That will have all sorts of podcatchers that you're able to select for your listening experience. The music and editing was performed by Stu Masterson, while Brady McDonough makes a lot of art that you guys haven't seen yet, and that logo that you do see way too often. I made it purple though. And Jacob is a gaggle of loose parakeets. Love you, bye.